Welcome to Torn, Finding a Mom Life Balance. On this bi-weekly podcast, we're your hosts, Athena, Mama T, and Memes. And here on this podcast, we'll find ways to cope with motherhood, laugh our woes away, and lighten the mommy guilt, all in the hopes of helping us all feel a little less torn. So when you think of your idea of motherhood, being a mother, what were the what were the notions you had in your mind? And I think that can be prior, after conception, after baby arrives, like throughout the transition. So, because I came to motherhood through adoption and adopting an eight-year-old son, like knowing going into it, I was going to adopt an eight-year-old son, not an infant. Um, To be honest, like I didn't really have a picture in my mind of what it meant to be a mom. (laughs) Like I didn't, I don't really know how to articulate it. But all I can say is what gave me the desire to adopt wasn't necessarily become a mom, but more of to make a difference and impact someone's life in a way that no one had shown up before for them. Um, So I guess I thought moms do big things that make some lasting impact in someone's life. Um, but then once he came home and started calling me mom and I realized, oh, maybe this is not exactly <laughs> what I signed up for because it's a whole lot more than just like I didn't realize how being a mom meant you had to be consistent. Like I thought it was enough to just be around, but that's not that's not necessarily how it works, even for like an eight year old, you know, because an infant. Like, it freaks me out to even think of possibly ever having an infant to take care of. Because I'm like, oh my gosh, they'll need you all the time. Well, my adopted son of eight years old needed me just as much as an infant was what I realized later on in my journey. So, When preparing for motherhood, I thought about what former students, middle school and high school students shared with me. You need to be someone's mom, somebody's mama up in here always trying to be our mom so I was inspired right I was in love at 38 why not have a baby I'm getting closer to the eggs perhaps not being the best and in the process I did have people tell me think it through are you sure you want to do this so much older in life and uh living and kind of being stuck in your ways I had a good friend Say just because you're organized and you think you have all the boxes checked off, that doesn't mean that this is going to be an easy experience. I'm like, huh, you have two kids, but still, what do you know? Huh, was I wrong? Um, Then I also had my grandmother who was like, are you sure you want to do this? You're older. You'll be fine if you don't. And I'm like, what do you know? What do you mean I'll be fine if I don't? So that was more inspiration based on my personality type to want to pursue being a mom because I thought I was going to miss out on something. And it's a beautiful journey. I 
love it most days, but I do have my moments where it's overwhelming. So that is my motherhood journey because I could teach. I thought I could be someone's mama. Um, my, my first recollection of hearing about motherhood or the, whenever that would be my role was, was more thinking about in Latin culture just being told not to get knocked up, um, phrase, you know, phrases like keeping your legs crossed, all those things. So the even after becoming an adult, living independently, having been away at college, um, establishing myself in a career, the idea of having a child still did not feel like an independent decision. It felt like there would be questions and judgment and some committee that had to like <laughs> yay or nay if it was going to be, if it was the right thing. It wasn't, it didn't feel like it was just my decision. And then it came along with standards of wanting to be the perfect parent at all the stages, right? Like competent with my infant and together and still be able to maintain conversations with adults without having to interject stories about whatever my kid's up to and um, maintaining the flow of my career and, you know, excelling and, but also knowing what was going on with my child and having the mommy circles, calendaring events and being prepared all the time and having just what was needed pop out of my bag when I needed it, not being forgetful. And as I was reflecting, thinking about this, I'm like, being a completely different person like I thought <laughs> I would become a mom and morph into a completely different person because none of those things in any of those areas resembled the level of togetherness preparedness um diligence discipline because that just was never me you know like yes I was accomplishing things yes but it was never with the the kind of um pristine um with it and on top of it picture I had of being a mom yeah I totally can relate to that to both of you because it's like well you know I made it through college I'm married I you know I checked all the boxes of like yeah I bought a house I own my own car I finally am driving a car I'm not embarrassed of <laughs> like all these like little things like oh I have the money to adopt and unlike for you, you mentioned a committee meme well I did have a committee say whether or not I was approved or right like they come out and survey your house they survey like your background I've passed all these background checks and so I'm qualified to be a parent okay so um and but then he comes home and every five seconds is mama what for me to do and I'm like whoa whoa, <laughs> like, why are you waking me up at like ridiculous hours of the morning asking me what to do? Like, really? I have to like think about someone else's life and like structure it and get them familiar with like the way we do things and like the cultural differences. And so it was just a whole different aspect. And then, you know, I think of like my mom, and I'm like, man, my mom would be up before me. Like, I can't remember a time where I ever woke my mom up. 
like because she was a morning person so I'm like man I, for the first like year and a half of being a mom to Sasha I would always go to bed crying at night and tell Steve I'm like I suck as a mom I'm like I can't even wake up before my child <laughs> to like have breakfast ready like he has to drag me out of bed and then we wait for you to pour the cereal because <laughs> I don't cook <laughs> I don't cook. I don't cook. I don't clean. I'm like, I just know how to educate someone and work. <laughs> like, that's all I know how to do. So, and then, so like a lot of the role models of mothers and like you said, me, you know, we grew up in that Latin culture where the mom's like cooking and cleaning and sometimes a stay at home mom and doing it all. And I wasn't even that list was just very overwhelming and so I didn't do any of that (laughs) and I I morphed it (laughs) I think a big part is that start of your day thing it's like what it's supposed to feel like um I you know Tam I even think of your mom and the fact that everything was going like I would if I was ever there spending everything was going first thing in the morning and it was just like start your day and when I had to do like I already had an issue with that with just starting my own personal day to get where I needed to be to be an independent person so to do that and have an alarm clock where it's like mama out of the bed let's go mama come no you know you can't stay there like I'm up you're up we're doing this um was just so different just for my temperament it was different um and then it makes everyone talks about being efficient based on like what you do with those first minutes of your day and what your routine is every day. And I never had a routine. And so needing to get one and get one quick and figure out if my survival method was going to be to have one that meant I had some minutes to myself. And I always thought that's the one I wanted and I gave it up. I was like, Nope, I'm good. I'm going to snooze it (laughs) like I do in my in my independent life I used to hit the snooze and that's what I do I hit the snooze if I can get her to give me five more minutes she gives me five more minutes if not it's like okay begrudgingly we're moving on with this morning (laughs) thanks for that's that's really what I can compare it to because it's like oh I hit the button one more time and it's just giving me numbers I don't like. Those don't, it's not good. What it's reflecting back to me is not good. <laughs> Gonna have to move. Um, and so it's like that. So it's almost like I have the opposite effect where I used to be a morning person. I was efficient with my time, loved working and getting to work early and starting my day. And the theme of motherhood for me has been, like, the unexpected. So just backtracking a little bit, uh, in the beginning stages of my pregnancy, it was glowing and happy. And then seven months into my pregnancy, the unexpected, Bell's palsy, temporary facial paralysis, scary. It's like, what? Uh, 98% of people recover I happen to be in the 2%. I brought my child into this world with Bell's palsy in labor. Just very scary. Your speech is impaired. So you're talking to people. They can half understand you. You're delivering a child in the midst of all of that. 
you are bringing a child home, you can't smile for pictures, like the unexpected. And then I, who am organized with my time and love routines, get the child that doesn't sleep, that wakes up every two hours, who didn't eat for the first, eat solid foods, eat food for the first two years of his life, and didn't sleep through the night for the first two years of his life. I did not expect any of these things. I was like, this is who I am. My child will get into my, fall into my routine, into my lifestyle. And it was like, absolutely not. He pump, makes me pump the brakes every day because I don't know. I'm like the universe. Am I supposed to be learning more about how to be spontaneous? Not have a routine? <laughs> not have structure? <laughs> I know. I, I hear you. The rain, dance in the snow. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they seem to be the complete. And it's funny because I'm like, you know, I have four. So I have four boys. And so with each one, I have this stupid, naive thought of, I got this. It's another boy. I totally got this. You won't beat me this time. <laughs> And they do. It's like left hook, right hook, uppercut. I'm like, gosh, how many, how many ways can I not get this? Right. Um, but yeah, it was just like I was telling my coworker tonight, I said, you know, I'm really gonna miss my oldest when he goes off to college. Not only because we'll miss him, but I said, man, I got to teach Sam how to make breakfast for the rest of the troops. Like, Sasha makes breakfast for everybody. I'm like, I get a solid 30 minutes extra just because now he's comfortable enough to make himself breakfast and he's nice enough to make the rest of them breakfast all the way down to the one-year-old. So, um, because I'm not the morning person, I'm not the breakfast person. And I love structure, but I realize I only like structure that like helps me. <laughs> I don't like, I don't like car lines. <laughs> I don't like um, play dates. <laughs> I don't like uh, the set library time because I'll always show up late or the set basketball time because I'll show up late. I'm like, seriously? Like, but if it was my job, I would be there on time and 15 minutes early. But I'm like, for some reason, things that aren't uh, directly my thing, I have a really hard time sticking to that schedule and making that structure work. Um, but yeah, it feels like that, Tam, uh, you know, Mama T, that like you, you know, you think that you have it down mm -hmm. and you know yourself and then they just flip it around for you. And how fast can you adjust? <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And he's so charming. He's so charming. He's not listening, but he's coming to give you a hug or a kiss or sit in your lap or, um, you know, you're so beautiful. I love you. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. It's like, I want to secretly choke you, but okay. Like, I need you to listen the first time. And you'll repeat. Yeah, I need to listen the first time. Okay. Let, let's actually do it. <laughs> and and some of it is also like that when I try to think back, right? Like, you use what you know to try to figure out a strategy. Like, I don't, I didn't have a model for dealing with the things I'm dealing with in a way that works for me. Right? It, it, I... You know, I think if I think of both of my parents, the model was just you plow through, you just do it. 
you know, like it's your kids, you just do it. There is no downtime, there is no break. And the I just the idea of that makes me sad. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. So I'm like, so that strategy does not work for me. And I, you know, like, and then it's like, what's the resource? Because I think it's also maybe a generational thing or just the idea I have of family that that's my first go-to that model and the and I'm so skeptical of the other ways it's done or the way other you know like even when I because I have examples of what like maybe my friend's parents did or other adults I know did but you're skeptical of it but well at least I am because that wasn't the way I was raised and I don't necessarily particularly put the way I was raised in that category of like oh I don't want to do anything like that so, but I would ask myself, like, what did they do? And I'm like, no, they were always with us. Like, it was, like, they were, it was always them. Like, they, it was work or work with us, um, vacation with us, uh, summer breaks with us, <laughs> um, all of it. So, and I'm just like, whoa, okay, that model doesn't work for me. And then creating your own and then feeling that torn piece of like, that was my model. I wanted to do what I've had in better. And like, what is this thing I'm constructing as my model? And how am I influencing my children so that they have a model that they can look at and either reject completely <laughs> or, or say like, oh, that worked. Or I saw them do that in like a way that they enjoyed or I could tell when they didn't and how our dynamic was, you know, not when they're very little, but as they get older, I think about the communication of like, no, this is my time. I have an appointment, you know, this evening, even at three, the conversation was, I'm not doing tuck in because I have, I'm getting on a call. Okay. And you're going to come to your bed where I'm going to be sleeping later. <laughs> Cause it's like, I'm clarifying, I'm starting your bed. And I'm like, yeah, that's not news. And then um, he's like, but you're going to come later? And I'm like, yes. And so it was a mature night where it was not the meltdown of, no, I don't want you to do. But um, but that that's different. I don't I never was asked to carve out that space for my parents. Um, and so when I'm trying to think of a way to carve it out for myself, it's that pull of like, why do I need it? Why do I need it? They didn't need it. Why do I need it so desperately? <laughs> <And they laughs> never took it. Um, trying to find a way so that you're not, you know, losing your patience. So you're not, you know, and you do, you know, you get short, you say no. The, or there's just like a random, you know, like this morning at drop off, there was meltdown. There hasn't been a meltdown in a year, but either didn't sleep well or wasn't in the mood or she meant it when she woke up this morning and said, no, lay back down. Cause she knew it was supposed to be a snow day. <laughs> um, and in her heart, she wanted it to be. And for that, I'm like, this is why you're my child in my heart. I knew it should have been a snow day too, <laughs> but um, you know, for the unexpected, but also for the day to day, where do you get, where do you guys get your examples of like how to pull it off? Yeah. And that's one of those things like the day to day. So it's like finally after four sons, four sons later, I've come to the point where I'm okay with waking up and being selfish for the first hour and a half that I'm awake. 
And I think all my sons have uh, happy are happy that I finally have come to that conclusion of being by myself for the first hour and a half that I'm awake because they're like, oh, at least we get a smile now and not just grunts. Like, go get this. Go get that. <laughs> get your backpack together and be in the car by 720, please. Um, and then also like coming to terms like we went through because we adopted Sasha at eight years old from an international country and he didn't speak English we were thrown into like, what do we do for education? And of course, me and my husband decided to go down a path that not, like, not only did our families never go down this path, but even our circle of friends never went down this path. But it seemed to be the thing to do in our neighborhood was homeschool. And that was scary. Because <laughs> I was like, uh, not only do I not have a role model for this, um, I don't really have a support structure for this because every one that's in my life is an educator and they're like, that kid needs to be in school. That kid needs to be in school. And I'm like, but he can't speak English. He can't even navigate. And school is so much like where he came from, like those different institutions. And so being okay with the fact that education for our children was going to be a year to year decision. And we finally you know, every January, me and my husband come to the conclusion of, okay, let's rethink what their education is going to look like this year. And we're, we've finally have gotten into the routine where we're comfortable that we have to reevaluate it every single year. And it's not like the way I was raised that, oh, this is the school you're in. This is where you'll return next year. And it's not even a question. It's not even a conversation. Like you're going to that school unless we like move boroughs <laughs> then we'll change schools and then you'll get into that school and you'll go there for until you graduate right um and we've become okay with the fact that we have to reevaluate it every single um year and maybe that not all our sons go to the same school every single year based on their needs and their skills and what they enjoy, enjoy how they enjoy learning so it's kind of like a we're constantly changing. I don't think we found a model that works every single year for our lives because we honestly have 17 through one. So I feel like every year that we've gotten comfortable with the model that we're doing, we have a new child on the way that is a hundred percent different than the other children that we already have. <laughs> so it changes it. In the beginning, I looked to how did my parents raise me? What kind of parents did I have? And then in looking at the son that I was given, I realized that my parents had a, a high bar for excellence, very routine. Also that there was two of them and I grew up in a two-parent um, household, which was going to be different than my son. And I had to let go and really accept that that wasn't going to be the reality for him and start dealing with like, who is he? What does he need? What does it mean to be a single mom in this space, in this day and age, and a single working mom? And I had to accept help, although I have lots of critiques about the help I receive. But then I feel terrible because I feel like I'm, not showing gratitude or lacking gratitude and it's been a lot of trial and error 
and at the end of the day, what I'm learning and what I realize is I just need to try to be my truest self with him because I am not textbook mom. I'm not my mom. I'm not how my dad was with me. I And I'm also an older mom. And so what that looks like is a lot different probably than the mom I might have been five years ago or 10 years ago. And so I'm kind of like going with the flow and, you know, holding the line when I can. But we have lots of fun because I, I have a child that wakes up and he wants to play Blue Angels and build caves with pillows and boss me around and lie here. No, don't sit there. Do this. Play with me like that. And I'm just learning to just love. This is like the ultimate test of love for me with with no conditions, like love, joy, have fun. And it's so crazy because these are lots of things that I tell teachers, ways of being that I tell teachers to be with kids. And so every day I'm like, okay, who are you choosing to be? Are you following your own advice or are you like judging this and putting all of these stipulations on it? Like, Try to go with the flow. Not always easy when you have to actually get to work on time and meet deadlines. But so far, making it work. But to say, like, have a clear-cut model, I try a little bit of this based on cousins, based on friends, based on advice. But I'm learning. I need to really follow, like, who's my child? Who's in front of me? What does he need? And, like, what's the love that I'm giving him? Well, I think that's a great transition for us to talk about um, what's mending us this week. Um, I would say what's mending me this week, well, it's also what's um, it, also my guilt of the week, but it's also my mend. It's a, it's kind of an oxymoron, but it's my travel for work. It's, it's so hard to leave, but so needed when I'm here, um, to be away from home, uh, for a couple of days and actually get time to sit back and actually reflect on the type of mother I'm being for them and to realize the areas that I still need to grow and, Uh, areas that I'm excelling in or that are working better and really the time away from the three days out of the week that I travel for the month um, each month that like it it, I choose most of the time like a different child to think on because you know like Mama T saying like uh, focusing on her son and how he needs to be loved and stuff and because I have four and they're all so different and truly how you interact with them is different um because of each of their unique personalities. So this week I've been using the time to reflect on one of my sons and figure out more ways that I can, can connect with him. And so I, even though it kills me to have to say goodbye and the fact that I leave Monday mornings without seeing their faces, um, the Sunday night hugs aren't long enough. Um, and it, that whole plane ride to where I'm going, I'm thinking about them and I'm torn I just know that I come back as a better mom because I get time to think about them without having to think about them and interact with them 
24-7 um, to make the week happen. So I always come back refreshed. For me, some weeks it's like just being able to have a glass of wine or going to a, a child-free brunch. This week it was something more that I was able to step back and see Malachi and hear Malachi do that kind of gave me a pat on my back where we had a spontaneous day of having one of his god sisters come over so they could play this was after school and hearing him correct her based on things that I tell him like oh no you have to hold on to the banister or safety first so we have to clean up these toys before we take out the next thing I was like oh but you know saying it nicely to her I was just like oh I'm doing something right you're listening like you know what this should actually look and sound like like oh okay it's just you need to be around others but when it's me and you like I need to figure out that dynamic with me and him it was mending because I don't necessarily get that validation verbally in other spaces so not that he was validating me like directly but to hear uh, the ways stick with him and him hold himself accountable as a two and a half year old and a five year old accountable I was like all right mama t you're doing something um I feel proud of my progress with some of my reflections from our last episode about events um last week was a really crazy work week and funny enough I had intended to plan my daughter's family birthday party at the end of last week and did not anticipate the crazy that last week was going to entail at work or just late nights or and so I am really grateful I feel like it was a blessing that I changed that and that it's actually like commencing my break from work next week so this past weekend it was just lots of intentional planning getting things done not crazy long to-do lists but still like steadily making progress in the directions of work and the party planning and family life and getting to bed at a good time and enjoying a like a a workbook guidebook that I'm using to kind of think love not fear be the kind you know kind created me kind is one of the mantras and I in the little things I'm saying each day I'm trying to remember regularly at 12 o'clock I set a reminder on my watch and it's little things that are I'm helping myself have the practice Um, might not have a first thing in the morning great practice but throughout the day um, having the practice of being gentle and patient with myself and celebrating for myself my accomplishments and successes um, that help me feel like I'm showing up and being the person I want to be for my family for my students for myself Thanks for joining us and hope these mommy blueprints you were able to relate with. Next week, we will discuss first year surprises. So don't forget to subscribe. Share your torn moments or suggest amend at tornmlb at gmail.com and follow us at tornmlb on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook.
for mommies by mommies. Thank you all.